your dreams, they're straight up gold Live your life, that's what I was told New ideas, they don't exist So I guess I'll just be average Hi everyone, welcome to Scratch Track, episode 2 This is uh, the follow-up to maybe the disaster that was our first episode And uh, with me as always is Kyle Hi, that's me That's Kyle So, as is is our second episode Things are moving right along. We're we're expanding the universe, uh-huh. <laughs> and now uh-huh. we have our first ever scratch track guest, our inaugural guest. Let's welcome him, everybody, with golf claps. Ooh, golf all claps. right, I like that. His name is Brett Cotty, and he's our friend. <laughs> Someday, um, yeah. I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. Well, all right. See, so, I like. I like this. All right. So our first episode was sort of about figuring out what this podcast is going to be, mm-hmm. and also a million other tangents and things, which ends up, I guess, being what the podcast is. But so now our second episode is going to be figuring out what we do with a guest. <laughs> and Brad I had, is to our... submit, I had to submit a resume. <laughs> you yeah. are a guinea pig in a lot of ways for this whole thing. Right. You are. I mean, that's so, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be fine. As far as, uh, I mean, the listeners don't know you, but we know you very well, right? Um, and so hopefully, we'll give uh, all the listeners enough Brett to get them on the Brett train. <laughs> so, I, so I know you for our spinoff podcast. Uh, you and me? No, my spin-off. Oh, wait, oh, you guys oh. are gonna spin off without me? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's this is the whole plan. Wait, so we figure out what we're doing here, right, So you guys can, so spin, can off. spin off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, highly successful podcast. Some spinoffs are more successful than the things that spawn them. That's like, I wish I could think of one. The only one I could think of is Frasier, but I wouldn't really say it's more successful than Cheers. Yeah, it it, it certainly was more. I don't know. I, I actually heard about Frasier before I heard about Cheers. Right, so. but that's because Cheers was on when you weren't born. That slash, is true. Yeah, very young. Yeah, that's true. Was yeah, was Frasier more? Frasier was like late nineties. Yeah, that's true. So that's why you would have heard about it more. Were there any spinoffs in like like movies that were more successful? I mean, it was like Deadpool a spinoff of the X Men movies? Not really. Yeah, no. 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 Uh, Don't make me the X Men to your Deadpool. This just, is this is. <laughs> is that that's uh, the that, best analogy? Was, <laughs> Don't make me the the cheers to your. Frasier. What was that terrible show that came off of Friends, Joey or something? No. no. Yeah. Well, was there it? are plenty of failed spinoffs. Yeah, that's wait, for that sure. Was there was a Joey show. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Why the, Joey? What Speaking of know. Cheers, there was also a Cheers spin-off that totally failed, which with was Carla. Oh, it was like her family. Really? Yeah. Was it just called I think it was called The Tortellis because that was her last name. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it wasn't called Angry Italian People? Mm, no. <laughs> it seems racist. I think that would have made it fail harder. <laughs> Is that what market we're cornering the racists? <laughs> we're car- Yep. In this day and age, we are cornering the racists. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's let's let's circle back. Uh, <laughs> Drain this one. <laughs> um, Brett, how how do you know Darren and I? Let's start there. Ooh. Uh, uh, Darren and I went to school together for our entire lives. It's true. Uh, except for one semester where I was at CSU. Mm-hmm. That was the only time we didn't go to school together. I met long time. Kyle at Dork College. Didn't like him at all. Yeah. <laughs> met him. Can't say I liked him. Clearly. <laughs> Still warming up, but we're yeah. getting there. Well. And now we're neighbors, essentially. It's true. Stones throw away. Stones throw. Yeah. And uh, literal, so I could probably... You no. couldn't throw stones. <laughs> hey, uh, 
I was going to say I, probably. It, <laughs> we can't throw spirals with football. I don't, I don't <laughs> think we can throw stones. stones I'm not, I'm not here to bash on your athleticism. <laughs> It's not the point of this guest. Our our, our no podcast is about bashing on our beta male status. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe like two throws worth. Three? Three? Mm, with a I, small stone. We will follow up with this. I think, you want, I, you, I think you want a bigger stone. You don't want too small. Well, not too small, but like not like a boulder. No, yeah, you want like a baseball. You want a shot put it. Baseball size. Yeah. Stones throw away. Mm-hmm. You know when the, is this like stones? Is stones throw as like kind of like similar to like as the crow flies. Is there? It's like an actual. He's a crow's throwaway. <laughs> we should throw well, the crows. Well, uh... When you throw a crow, it kind of like uses its wings <laughs> to give it a little bit. No, of... we 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 tie it up. No. And, uh, Age of Empire fact: uh, the Franks <laughs> Here we used go. to decide uh, how much land they had by how far you could throw an axe. An axe? Mm-hmm. Wait, Age of Empires is the video game? Yeah. But that's actual base that's based in reality. I would assume so. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't that would be a really research. weird thing for the I video game. I didn't follow up much. I, lo- a I super loved strange history. thing for the video game to just like, well, Yeah, you would you would have throwing axes and as far as you could throw that was as much land as you had. <laughs> I love in history how the samurai would fight the ancient Romans and all good days. And how and how the cheat code uh cheesesteak Jimmy would give you um Oh, that was a cheat code for that something. That was a cheat code. Uh, it was like food, maybe? Yeah. No, that was gold, I Was it gold? And then uh, people could Cheese correct me later. steak, Jimmy. Yes. Yeah. I, I never played Age of um, Age of Empires. Yeah. What would, yeah. Right? Uh, That's what it was called? Yeah. Um, and the, the Big Daddy was a car. Yep. Big Daddy was a cheat code for a car that you could drive around and shoot missiles and, at people. Oh, and Robin Hood was for, was for wood. I remember that one. You guys. I feel like Robin Hood would be <laughs> gold. No, it was... I'm more... I, is I, this I, interesting to anybody? <laughs> I want to go back to the axe thing. Because... So I have questions about this. When you throw... Like, what are the rules? Like, is it like... We're going to... I think s- the rule is how far can you throw it? <laughs> yeah, but who's who's watching? Like, is it just like a guy, the like, government. in a fee- Okay, so that's what I mean. You are that's- watching because you're playing the game. Well, I know, but I'm saying, Am like, in real, in real life, though. Assuming this is based in fact, assuming this is based in fact, like, uh, so they would get an axe, would like the government come and say, all right, commence, and you throw the axe. I don't know, how old are you when you throw the axe? When you you take a wife that you get Mm -hmm. land? There's so many questions. Yeah, which way is the wind blowing? Yeah. Yeah, you got to factor in weather for sure. Like so many questions. Mm. I mean, these are the people that believe. Did they stretch? Did what? Did what stretch? Did they stretch beforehand? Oh, like good? warm it up. <laughs> the muscles. No, I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> warm why. it up. <laughs> um, but the, okay. But I feel like there was an honor system. There had to have been, right? Well, or why didn't they just axe for the person owning next land? To them? An honor system seems <laughs> a little. No, for the axe throwing thing. Like that was. But that was what it was. It was. How much land you own? I don't know. It must have been at the beginning of their empire when they were just like there was just an abundance of land because I would and, assume and axes were flying left and right because <laughs> after a couple of generations, right, you have like this is my father's land that he had. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is that just like well he died now? You can't let's throw, throw some axes. You can throw an axe as far as your dad. And I, you were a disappointment. I feel like it's the classic thing where they looked around them and saw that there were axes, and they decided to come up with a contest based off their surroundings. 
Much like uh, a foot race. Well, that's not based off surroundings. That's just based off... <laughs> well, there's there's a certain... What kind of path do you have? Are you are you turning? Are you going straight? Yeah. How far are you going? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of questions. I think they... I think Ooh, they planning a foot race sounds so <laughs> hard. I think they looked at what was around them, and then they decided the contest on that, and that just became tradition. Like yeah, many... I think, uh, I think where we've come in conclusion of all of this is that... You know, race organizers really deserve a lot more credit than what they're given. Yeah. 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 It's hard to find a good 50-yard dash place. Yeah. God, the athletes are paid all that money, but the people that tell them where to run, they deserve more, like ambulance drivers and firemen. Teachers. No. Axe throwers. You're not for teachers? No, not for the teachers. Anti-teacher? Anti-teacher. Learn on your own accord. That's how these contests get started. We didn't. They didn't know mathematics, but they saw an axe and they saw the human forearm and were like, hey, whoever can throw that farthest using their forearm. I remember the I first time that's... I saw a human forearm. <laughs> what was that like? See, Enlightening. I'm going to disagree with your whole premise here okay. because I think that was the idea of the internet, but I feel like people are getting stupider, not smarter. You think people are getting stupider? Yeah. Well, yeah, because education is is in their own hands now, and uh, they're people not, are inherently stupid, and they're not doing anything with it. Do you think people are stupider or just more un- unmotivated? No, I don't actually think that people are stupid. I think that people, I think a lot of it is learned behaviors of yeah, yeah. Like people are stupid because a they're told that they're stupid, or b it's mm-hmm. cool to be stupid. It's cool to be stupid. There is a fair amount of that. No, for real. Like it's like. Ooh, look at you! You're reading. Yeah, nerd. Who is this guy? <laughs> every uh, bully. Yeah, every yeah. <laughs> Ever. Every bully. Yeah. That. I but feel it, like that's becoming more valuable. Actually, is if you are like the book, the bookworm type, because you are kind of becoming more and more niche, essentially. But it's not. But this it's re- not normal. I feel like all the reading is like kind of obscure reading. This is. This reminds me. Somebody was talking to me this past week and asked me. Like if I like to read or if I was a reader and I kind of, I, well, I said I was, and then she asked me, so do you read books or blogs? <laughs> Those are my choices. Oh, wow, wow. And I was like, uh, both, books? I guess. Uh, I did didn't she, really think about it that way. <laughs> did she mean it as like just general like internet pages or specifically I blogs? Yes. I don't know. I, it was, I didn't really dive into it because I was kind of like off put by the question. Yeah. But like, I, I, I guess I would say I probably do more reading on the internet than I actually do a physical book hmm. on a day-to-day basis. Which, like articles. Yeah. Uh, thing. I mean, maybe that's what she was saying by blogs, like grouping mm-hmm. that into... Uh, blogs is kind of an outdated term these yeah, days. Yeah, well... It's true. Although... <laughs> I don't know. Although, it's funny, the... Uh, well, because I do craft design for these uh, companies, like, companies actually, like, their blog is something that they truly value because I think mm-hmm. they have more people... That go to that than their like their main like web page, or at least that's I what like, I found. I feel like a better word for it is content, though. Yeah. Like, what kind of Gross. content do you have? Than a, blog? <laughs> I, a, blo- a blog can be kind of like it can be updated frequently mm-hmm. with like different information. It's very interesting. It's just it's kind of just like a stream of conscious for a company. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like how how does that compare to people who just visit a web page and and stay there as opposed to people who visit a blog and read stuff? I mm-hmm. don't know. But when you so taking out the word blog and just saying internet reading more or less like articles, yeah, yeah. you know, news stories, even just like mm-hmm. you know comments for la- like some people write mm-hmm. hella long comments. Uh, anyway, it's true. Um, 
do you think you do more reading like in books or the internet? Like on a day to day basis, like if you were to like mm. somehow measure it out, like per Twitter, word or does something. Does Twitter count? I guess. Well, that's yeah. what I was it say. is reading. That's what I was gonna say. Is like is like if if I was doing just straight reading, like you know, top to bottom, all the way through, I'd say I actually do it more with paper than I do on the internet. I mm-hmm. actually find myself just looking at like headlines and maybe like bolded text and kind of the, the Twitter mentality when I'm on the internet. And I think that's just learned behavior, mm-hmm. like. Through mm-hmm. through the phone and just like swipe you know swiping uh, up and down is kind of like right. yeah it's it's I'm off I'm off Tinder <laughs> um, um, in and out <laughs> um, but I, I I think I think for me it was it's more like when I actually am reading um, I like books more mm-hmm. this actually uh, also ties into something I read on the internet recently uh, which Ooh. was which was that this um, this emphasis on words per minute in writing is is decreasing the quality of writing overall like universally mm-hmm. oh interesting sense. right it absolutely does make sense but it's something I had never thought about before but it's that's a funny thing you learn as a kid that you uh-huh. need to have a certain words per minute when actually right yep that's like that's like the complete focus like it's it's completely technical when you're being taught to write on a computer. There's mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. you're never being taught like how to write like as a person. You're being taught right. how to type. Yeah, and that's the focus is how fast can you go? And you yeah. put it on your resume. You put it on. Yeah. You know, Do people still put that on their resume? It's on my resume. Is it? Yeah, I don't know if it's relevant to everyone, but I, it's on I'm there. like 16 words per minute. I don't. <laughs> I think if I, you I are that one off, if you are a writer though, that is something that is kind of it can make you seem valuable. Sure, um, but it's it's a it's it's. I mean, it's a really like specifically like capitalist like thing where it's like who can do it the fastest? Yeah. Like who can get this done as quick as we can uh, and and save us the most time? Yeah, as but, opposed to like what the job actually is or the quality of it. I remember um, uh, in middle school when we would have to, you know, it was like learning to type on a keyboard. They would just have those little, I don't remember what they were called, but they were just the keyboards with the little mm-hmm. monitor at the top. And you would have to learn how to type on those things. I never did that. You didn't? You didn't no. have those? We, we went to the same school. So. Right. <laughs> I know. I had those as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and I was very bad at it. I was actually the second to last because you would, you would like graduate from it basically. Right. And I was the second to last to graduate from it. Um, it seems like it's a deep scar for you. Should we, should we really delve into this? <laughs> you want to go in? No, but I like... I what did that do for your self-esteem? <laughs> I'm be the fastest typer in the world. <laughs> I talk, And then there's a montage of me learning to type <laughs> with a sweatband on and I'm drinking raw eggs, you got, typing. You got the carpal tunnel yeah, wristbands. Yeah. Or like the wrist, quick wrist. brown fuck. Oh, darn it! Oh. Him, tre- him treating the blisters on his fingers. <laughs> Putting my hands in ice. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> You're typing. Uh, you're typing on a just on a bloody a, keyboard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're typing on a raw meat. Oh god! It's 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 the it's the whiplash. On raw meat. Yeah, it was Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't no, that I what got we were it. doing? <laughs> you're typing up steps <laughs> at the top. He's running and typing. <laughs> You're like pushing a little thing out in front of you and typing. <laughs> I feel like someone is on a cart in front of me with a keyboard hanging from a string, and I have to keep up so I can type on it. And then at the top, you 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 raise your hand, arms above your head, and you I don't know. You've got pages of writing. And sadly hands. for Darren, he never got to retest, so he's still just the second yep, slowest. Yep. 
Oh. No one will ever know his true skills. Mm. I can't wait to out-type the Apollo Creed of typing. Who's <laughs> mm. the Apollo Creed of typing? Stephen King? Stephen I King. I don't think so. <laughs> He's so prolific. <laughs> he comes to our, our battle in, like, like American st- star- stars and stripes shorts. Mm. <sighs> That's an image of Stephen King. No, but I, I, I remember when we would um, type on those things, and... It really did feel weird because you had to type a certain amount of something in a limited amount of time with mm-hmm. only like, I think you only got like five mistakes before you could like go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And it was, it put a lot of pressure on you. So it felt weird to like not focus on what I was typing, but rather just like hitting all the yeah. correct letters. Mm-hmm. And I mean like, yeah, the classic, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Is, yeah. I mean, that doesn't really mean anything to you, but it also is just like repetition yeah but i mean like there was i mean you are you do need the like technical aspect at some point i don't really know how how you would correctly teach like like because there is that focus on words per minute but at a certain point like when you don't know how to type like at all you're not gonna be like now write the great american novel yeah (laughs) comprehension is not yeah it's that's that's hard that's hard to learn more than like technical yeah right that's part of why it's probably done is because it's yeah. measurable and mm-hmm. yeah creative can... writing how do you yeah it's like oh nuance <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. um but but back to books books ain't cool um <laughs> oh. um so no. <laughs> but i but i am i am fascinated with this uh idea of like it's cool to be dumb or like you know being smart is still uncool i kind of felt like with the rise in nerd culture that it would kind of like being more no. educated and being more no, I don't think so. I don't think on a mass scale. No, I think the majority mm. of people like if you know something like that's not mm-hmm. like just common knowledge. Yeah, you're weird. Yeah, that's true. Because you and I have had it where, and I'm sure you have too, Brett. Where you know you'll you'll say a reference or know where something's from, and people go, "Oh, that's weird. How did you know that?" And you're just like, "I don't know." Sometimes I feel like I uh, I am dumb. And that I'm just good at sounding smart. <laughs> but, like I've I've That's learned a part of being smart. Though. I suppose. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I feel like I've learned like the patterns of like <laughs> how to like speak smartly. Well, is I, that what is that a good sentence? Well, the op- <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm right. High score? Did I break it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but that but there is that saying like wise men don't talk about how wise they are or they mm-hmm. they don't you know express that. I think there's something to that where like if you no, you have a general sense of intelligence, but you're not like, I'm smart, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's just like, not only humility, but it's actually a self-awareness that is, uh, you know, akin to mm-hmm. intelligence, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, where were we going with this? I think we were talking about how people are stupid. People are stupid. Yeah. And I think that the internet is making it worse. Yeah. For I think the exact reasons you were talking about earlier of like the Twitter, like the learned behavior of we only click on things that have a sensational headline or have the right font mm-hmm. or the right boldness and yeah. those are the things or a picture, right? That it's going to draw us into it. And so yeah. instead of and instead of us having to like go into a book and try and find something and learn it and you learn all the stuff around it, you just google it. Mm-hmm. You find your one answer and then you move on. You don't have to actually go through the task of learning stuff. You can Google it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think that immediacy is certainly, that's learned behavior and that's what we expect now. 
Um, do you feel like people are like quote unquote getting dumber or that the um like natural human like instincts are just being like played into more? Like if you gave someone like an intelligent person in like an older time whatever the standards were then like a phone with twitter on it like they would probably like fall prey to like those sensational clicky headlines just as much as anyone now yeah probably i mean yeah it's it's very good marketing yeah yeah but but essentially like back in the day like you know twitter is the new newspaper in in a lot of ways it's it's headlines that you you know you can choose to dive more into if it Mm -hmm. if it excites you enough um, but like, but really, like with the newspaper, when people are reading it, it was you'd look at headlines if you were just reading it casually, and then see if that interested you, and then you'd go mm-hmm. further into it. So I don't think that's necessarily anything new, but I think that is something where people have kind of latched onto this idea, like, oh, they won't click on it unless it's a certain way. And so I think we actually treat people dumber now too. Yeah, that's true. I actually think that tr- there are not enough people that treat audiences intelligently and that actually is something that when they do when audiences are treated intelligently or creatively that people gravitate towards that right or the people who <laughs> in in are less inclined well maybe or maybe the people who are more intelligent are telling less intelligent people hey you should really give this a chance they do they actually go oh i like this or i learned something mm-hmm. they feel intelligent and it kind of builds from there right but i feel like especially especially working in marketing it's weird when we have to treat people like they're dumb yeah like the i'll give you an example um on on like phone on phones on phone uh landing pages uh what's the little three lines mean we call it a hamburger what is that do you know what i'm talking about no okay so um, the, well, the, oh yeah, 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 for a menu, like a yep. drop-down menu. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. we had a client one time say, "We don't know what this is. Can you put?" Or we're afraid people won't know what this is. Can you put write the words "menu" above it? Mm-hmm. And we were like, "Well, we can, but that's just a common." It's become a universal. Yeah. yeah. And it was sort of like shocking that they would not treat people intelligently. They were kind of going, "Our clientele might not know what this is," which is right. fine. I mean, they know their audience and. You know, we're trying to figure that out with them. But it was very strange for someone to be like, our audience <clears throat> is dumb enough to not know what this is. Right. Well, and uh, a lot of it is like, oh, what's the book? I don't remember the book. Anyways, there's somebody that talks about how you have two sets of brains. Mm-hmm. And one of them does like all of your kind of impulse. Like yeah. every, like your autopilot for driving. Like that's the part of your brain that wants to do the most work because it's easy. It doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't have to think. Oh, wow. Okay. But then you have a second part that if like if you go into it, then it does – it takes a lot more energy, but it also can kind of – Yeah. I think I've read nuance. that book. Yeah, it's really good. It's thinking fast and thinking yeah, slow. Yeah, I have read that book. It's really interesting. Um, <laughs> I haven't read it. Uh, <laughs> I'm dumb. But yeah, I mean I think that's a big part of it is that our brains are trying to conserve as much energy and so they – Instead of actually having to think about things, we just hmm. go with what our natural impulses are and call it good instead of pushing. Because it's hard to push yourself into that mindset sometimes of how do how do I get my myself to critically think at times? You know, where you actually have to hmm. be mindful and sit down and force yourself to think about something as, as opposed to just reacting to it. Yeah, and it's basically just like a learned 
like habitual thing that you yeah. you have to just like do it enough until it becomes second nature to like react to something critically just automatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think and I don't think it's ever a perfect system. I think that's the point of the scientific method, right? Is to critically think about things. But even scientists screw that up by fair amount of yeah. where they just will take their impulse and go with it instead yeah. of forcing themselves to think about it. Yeah, but I like I mean that's not to say that like thinking with your gut essentially is not a bad thing. I mean, it is sometimes it is just, you know, I have to make a guess and this is what everything in my essence is telling me I should choose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, it, there's a difference between that and things that you should be critically thinking about. Oh, sure. There, there are big thoughts that you should critically think about. Big like, thoughts. Well, like <laughs> politics or law or let's get into it. <laughs> big, the big thoughts on this is our segment called law. big thoughts yeah with brett with brett big thoughts with big brett. thoughts with brett <laughs> i like that um so yeah i mean it's it's interesting to think about that and it's i think that's how a lot of people react is just that that fast thinking impulsive yeah. kind of mm-hmm. and it makes it easier with the media that we have where you can consume whatever like tailors to that fast thinking and mm-hmm. so you don't ever have to slow think mm-hmm. whereas there was times where you didn't have as much of that where because mm-hmm. there just wasn't as much information out there and enough yeah. people with a platform to stay stuff because like we can sit down and make a podcast now yeah whereas other people could talk to their friends mm-hmm. that's about how yeah i i have a question though so are we are we more dumb because more people are educated Meaning, like, the more people that are educated, because there was a time when, you know, being educated was, mm-hmm. you know, it was a... It was a uh, You're just saying the standard is higher? I'm saying, yeah, that's, yeah, I kind of want to... That might be true. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to say, like, because there are more people who are educated, you know, education is just something that is available more to people nowadays, you know, not only through public school system, but also through um, the internet and learning through communities and stuff like that. But, like, has that made us dumber because more people are educated? And, yes, the standard is higher, but also, like, people just don't meet the standard? I don't know. That might be true. I mean, I don't even think that necessarily the Google Google everything for your answers is the worst thing in the world either. Cause well, no. no. You free up a lot of your brain to do other things instead of... Mm-hmm. Like collecting all so of go these to the obscure, library every no, day. Well, instead of <laughs> collecting all these obscure things that? that you need to remember, yeah. so that you can sound intelligent later, yeah. you, you can now it's at your fingertips. You can mm-hmm. Google it, so now you can free up your brain to do other things. But at the same time, I feel like when I Google something, like I actually like, especially if it's something that I'm like I'm googling it because I want to know what it is. It's something I retain. I I don't feel like. Uh, it's like something where I'm like, oh, it's always on Google, so I don't have to remember it. It's not like I'm consciously also being like, okay, let me, I gotta memorize what I just Googled and remember. It's just like, it depends on what it is, obviously, but like, if I'm Googling it, I care about learning it. But I, I'm more of the Googler that just Googles because, like, there's something that I have a faint knowledge about that I want to know the answer to. And it's more of a competitive drive for me. Like I just yeah. want to know what the hell that is. <laughs> it just, but it's going to sit there and bother me for hours if I don't. And I'll just sit there like, what is that? So Google feeds into what our ego that? and our, and our, and oh, our, our sure. needs and every, I am, um, but like, 
Gentlemen, I have Googled things repeatedly that I should just know by now. Actually, as as John I was Henry. as I was talking, <laughs> yeah. For the listener, we we argued about. No, we didn't argue about John Henry. We just we brought him up. I can't remember John Henry's name for the life of me. Well, you I just Google did. it like every four checkmate. months. Checkmate, checkmate. Which Googles. I don't. I must be one of the people that references John Henry more than yeah. the average man to Google him that much. I don't know who's referencing John Henry nowadays. He's such a good reference. Brett, <laughs> how many times have you Googled John Henry? At least three. Okay, that's not that many. I, that's a fair amount of Googling of John Henry, though. Sure. Why how are, many times have you Googled John Henry? Uh, exactly. The age-old question. <laughs> but, like, but another example is, like, recipes. I will Google those over and over. Yeah. Rather than either just writing them down in oh, my phone yeah. or just remembering them for crying out loud. I actually... Like, when I was saying that thing about how I Google stuff and remember it, I thought, like, Kyle, today you had to Google how many tablespoons are in a cup. <laughs> 16, 16, by the way. I, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> See, we're that educating was people now. Question. Yeah. I think it's six. It's 16. Is, is it? I Googled three it, or like, is it six three hours ago. I think it's three tablespoons in an ounce. See and this? Three, I don't know. And six teaspoons in a tablespoon, maybe. Three teaspoons in a tablespoon. Three. Yes. Yep. Okay, then it might be six. For uh, <laughs> this is education at its uh, finest. Yep. <laughs> I'm already bored. Mostly just us guessing at things. Like I think it's this. I think John Henry was. Uh, <laughs> he led the Underground Railroad, and he may have had a blue ox at one point. Ah, oh, babe. Oh, babe. Oh, okay. Sorry. This is. I'm tangenting right now. Oh, heaven forbid. This okay. Is, that's not what this podcast is about. I think we started with, Brett, how do you know us? And now... <laughs> okay. No, this, is, this is very uh, on the book. I had a script when I showed up, and you've just thrown it out the window. Yeah. That was his... Horrible! That was his resume, was the script. Was this... Also, 25 words per minute. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. You I up. was up from 16. The quick... Brown. I, I type Fox. with one finger. <laughs> Mantis style. Mm. Everybody, everybody has their own uh, typing style. There's Mantis style, turtle style. I like squid style. What is the turtle style? Yeah, what is turtle it's style? Is so it with you closed fists? No, no, no. no. On the- it's, when you, it's when you are like poking it with your nose. That actually Nobody might, does that. That might be chicken style. I don't know. That is definitely chicken style. Turtle style would be with a closed fist. I think turtle Tur- style, you, you're you just slowly coming out of your shell before typing a single word. Mm. And then it just... Mm. Actually, turtle style is when you type wearing a turtleneck. Yes. That's the only difference. Steve, that's called Steve Jobs style. Ah, uh, uh, he was the master of turtle style. <laughs> the master of turtles? Oh, man. If only the Ninja Turtles knew. (laughs) Steve Jobs is their kryptonite. (laughs) (laughs) He is the ultimate turtle. Oh, boy. What was your uh, random tangent that you were going on? You know what? It's not important. It was about Babes of Blue Ox. Well, so Mm. we talked about Paul Bunyan, and and Kyle, you had mentioned how he created the Grand Canyon. Yes. Do you know how he created the Grand yeah, Canyon? Yeah, he dragged his axe yeah. behind Yeah, he didn't make it. He was just lazy and, and dragged his well, axe Well, no across. one sets out to make a canyon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be when you're that size, though. <laughs> Who, like... <laughs> No one's like, today I'm going to make a canyon. So many people who have made canyons are furious at us right now. I will stand by what I said. How many people have made canyons? Paul Bunyan. Besides Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, is like Powell... It's not a canyon, but it's a man... It was is that a, man-made? Yeah, it was a canyon before, and then... 
They filled it. They dammed it. They dammed. They dammed the river. Now making dams is a completely different thing. <laughs> making dams. <laughs> Making canyons I, and making dams. Yeah, no, I, which, which I stand by that? what I said. Is that the Hoover Dam? I don't know. Hoover now? Nobody is interested in this. No. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> no, but I... This I, would be one of those things that I would Google because I'm so upset. <laughs> I simply wanted to point out that Paul Bunyan made the Grand Canyon because he was lazy. How many cups in the Grand Canyon? <laughs> which, which may show that he is superior because... Just because he's lazy, he can create something that you could never create in your entire life. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> he's so it's talented un- that even when he doesn't care, he's changing the world. It's unearned. <laughs> yeah, the Grand Canyon is not, like, that great. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated. Uh, Sad. I think Sad. we should just call it Canyon. <laughs> not so grand. Meh Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> the Meh Canyon. <laughs> It is kind of one of those things, like, when you go, you're like, you're like, oh, I'm going to see the Grand Canyon, and then you go, and you're like, all right, it's the Grand Canyon. Yeah. It's, it is a great yeah. view, but, like, at a certain point, you're like, all right. <laughs> Maybe you're just a What does it person. do? <laughs> what, why is it not entertaining me more? Is this canyon oh, sleeping? Maybe oh. this is a demonstration of, of how dumb we are now. <laughs> I, Grand oh. Canyon's not cool enough. But I would love it if... You know when you look on old maps and like Kyrgyzstan is gone and like a bunch of these other uh, like places, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Geography wasn't. Much Let's all get out our phones <laughs> and Google it out of necessity. Um, no, but like those those like those like European countries that just don't exist anymore. I would love it if in the next twenty years the place where the Grand Canyon is, it just says Meh Canyon. <laughs> And yeah. that's one of those things we look back on and be like, I remember when that changed. Well, that that'll happen when we find a better canyon. Ooh, probably on the ocean floor or Mars. So when the right, I was gonna say nowhere, <laughs> nowhere here. Yeah. Do you think, or, or be, we make a better one? <laughs> do you think that'll oh, be? Bunyan gets lazy again. <laughs> the, the, All right. If I remember the myth correctly, he was like sad. Like the reason he was dragging his axe behind himself was because he was like bummed out for some reason. He Where was like, "Should be bummed out." Oh I, wait, didn't he lose a contest? <laughs> against John Henry? No. Yes. <laughs> he was the machine. <laughs> no, I actually... Oh, wow, this is a big parallel. I remember there was, a, there was a Disney cartoon of the Paul Bunyan legend, and he had a contest with it the guy pancakes. who... pancakes. What? Didn't he have a contest about eating pancakes? That's uh, probably something. Maybe. That, that rings a bell. In the Disney one, I remember he was having a contest with a person who invented the chainsaw, like who could cut down the most trees. And he's swinging his axe and just like left and right trees are flying. And then this, I don't, I don't remember. John Henry John shows Henry. up. But, but for it is a man versus machine thing. It, is this it sounds like of, he just ripped off John Henry. Yeah. Story. Except he lost. He did. John lose. Henry beat the machine. Well, John Henry died. He lost his life. Ah, uh, the cost of. Beating greatness. Yeah, the cost of grandness. Was that anti like industry? Those stories. Yeah, it seems to be. That seem like they are. You made a fairly good point. If you want to make it again. Oh, actually, that's interesting. So it's like it's like an old version of like hating like Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, like big, big yeah. like like You're mechanized like, industry. Like this. Yeah. No, well, I was thinking just technology in general. Mm. Like. Ooh, it's mm-hmm. big, it's scary, it's oh, going to take it's away our humanity. Our job. Our, our, yeah, our humanity. The and technophobes our love those stories. They're called Luddites, I believe. Right? People who hate like new technology, called mm. Luddites. Luddites. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> anyway. Do, do all those people have an iPhone now, though? 
Well, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. I, well, nah, I, I bet there are people out there who are like, I don't need it. They have Which, flip phones now. You know, more power to <laughs> they them. Got right. they, got gradu- <laughs> <laughs> they got razors. They got graduated to razors, finally. Um, it's yeah. so thin, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to snap in half. Well, it's not like they're, like, behind just, like, ten years. Unless they're, uh... I, That's it's like, kind of how I assumed that they worked. It was like, who's there? It becomes the Luddites? the Luddites is they hate new technology and then it just becomes a part of culture. And then yeah. they have one eventually because right. like, they well, probably have a personal computer. Not the which They would have been against at one point. I heard a story one time. show a different story. They're Luddites though. Like by the definition but of even, a Luddite. But even they, they still have technology, which is dumb. Yeah. They just... Don't like other technology. They just don't like the the metal kind of technology. Seriously, <laughs> they just like wood so technology. Metal. So metal. <laughs> so metal. <laughs> um, I actually have something to reconnect us. So, Brett, you you work with um people who are uh I don't know the PC version, but mentally uh I handicapped, <laughs> mentally disabled. I mean, I mental m- mental retardation is still like a technical okay term for a lot of what. The mm-hmm. clients I have. Okay, but you you you've worked with or you work with people who you know mentally struggle or are mentally less capable than the average person. Mm-hmm. But how does teaching them, or like because you, you were talking about the parts of our brain that control you know the autopilot and also like the fine critical thinking. Like mm-hmm. how is that like learned behavior or is that because you're teaching these kids how to adults. Oh, sorry. 20 to 67. You're teaching these adults how to do these things. If you had read my resume, then you would know these things. Mm, I didn't want it. I read it. (laughs) He used Comic Sans and I threw it away. It's weird how your resume was written like a novel. (laughs) That was was the once was a boy (laughs) who became a man. I mean, it caught my attention. I'll tell you that much. Oh, we should write more novels. Oh, yeah. In resume form. Oh. Oh, so like if we we like rewrite Tom Sawyer as a resume, like tricked people into painting a fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Skills, craftiness. Yeah, painting, <laughs> racism. Uh. <laughs> his his um. Oh, what, who are the who are the people who uh you, the job would call? The people who the job would call <laughs> references. Oh, references. Yeah. <laughs> One of his references is Huck Finn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I put him on there. You can call him last. <laughs> have to put an asterisk next to his name. Mm. Oh, by the way, uh, touch a bit racist. <coughs> I just kicked Excuse him. me. As long as we stay away from race, this will be a great. Just don't. Just don't bring up. What's your of... What's your biggest weakness? <laughs> well. <laughs> Can't stop myself from saying the N word. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! I remember when that had to be explained to us as we were reading Tom Sawyer. Like this is a bad word, and then I think it became like a thing. Is that really in Tom Sawyer though? Is it? It's more. It's Huck Finn, the book that has. It has a lot. Of, I don't know. Maybe it is in Tom no, like Sawyer, but it's very prominent. No, I don't think so. It's no. very prominent in Huck Finn because it's him on a raft with a yes, slave. Jim. Yeah. He has a name. Cow. I couldn't remember. It's been a long time. Kunta. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> we've lost so many listeners at this point. We've um, also lost the plot. Where were we going? No, I was asking about like so. So you work with you know people who 
struggle with day-to-day activities, um, but how do they learn how to like develop an autopilot? Or is their autopilot just kind of not what ours is? I yeah, I mean they're understand. never like they're never going to. Most of the people I work with are never going to be independent. They're always going to okay. They're going to live in a home that has someone that takes care of them. Um, so it's going to be a constant thing for them for the rest of their lives. Like I have clients that are in their sixties that are still in group homes with hmm. um, providers and. Like, that's just the baseline for mm-hmm. a lot of them. But, like, some of them go to work in, like, real basic jobs. Um, but you you can't really – it's hard to teach that. I yeah. mean, some of it – some of the stuff you see is just, like, basic stuff that you take for granted that you don't realize. Like, one guy was talking about how he could type stuff into his dad's computer mm-hmm. and all of Kanye West's music would pop up. <laughs> But oh, yeah, that's the internet, buddy. Like, <laughs> what a joy! You could type in pretty much anything you want into there, and it's gonna pop up. You, you know, know, find all the information. I, w- I wish I had like that kind of enthusiasm about it. Like, oh my, what? Yeah, it's well, all here. It's <laughs> every single day. I open my laptop. I'm like amazed. Yeah, he collects CDs, and so it's it's amazing to him that all of these CDs are all in one place. That's kind of a and then he doesn't actually have to go yeah. out and find CDs. It's, yeah, I yeah. Mean, Fascinating. I mean, these these kids are, or sorry, these adults are adults. Sorry. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> these people. Could you not just oh shit boy. on my profession? I don't like this. Um, do we have an explicit rating? No, we can cuss. Yeah. So we do have an explicit rating. Well, our podcast is not yet rated. Ooh. It's Ooh. N- NR. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the plot for thirteen-year-olds to look at boobs. Not Ooh. rated. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got it. I don't know if I do. <laughs> well, because any because you couldn't check anything out past PG thirteen oh. back when you had to go to a physical movie store. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Blockbuster, and so who, if you want to sponsor the pod, Blockbuster, <laughs> oh, Blockbuster. God. Oh man, the dying breeze. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Wait, all the sponsors you want? They would ID you. Companies. They would ID yeah, you. You can't. You can't get on a rated R movie. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's- I think they went away by the time I was like even old enough to consider like oh I can rent these movies now. Right. So not rated became a way to skate around that because technically it wasn't a rated R movie, so huh. it's not rated. You know, with the MPAA, the 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 organization that rates movies, you're actually as a filmmaker, you are not required to submit your film to them. You can release your film unrated if you want, but there are like. Like with studio films, especially tons of studios, like it's it's basically become like a necessity to do it, like for like promotional reasons, for like advertising, different things like that. Like if you say your film is not rated, like suddenly like for weird people, but also a lot of America, like that's like a red flag. Like, oh, what does that mean? Not rated. Ooh. Yeah. What are they doing in there? Yeah. So it's kind of become like this like crutch for the film industry to like that they're required to like submit their films to this like archaic, like weird rating system that doesn't even like necessarily make sense half the time. Yeah. I don't actually know the logic behind. Yeah. I know that you can like say the F word once in a PG 13. As long as you don't use it sexually. That's, that's part of the rules. I believe it's twice if it's not sexual. Right. As long as it's just an expletive, like as like an exclamation, Hmm. then as long as it's not like sexually, Mm-hmm. Yeah, in reference, I know like, that smoking is going to get you PG thirteen automatically. That makes sense. Yeah, right off the bat. Yep. And like interestingly enough, like 
Oh, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about this this past week. That's why I like have it on the brain. But the television ratings are a little less like it's a little bit less of like a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like all TV has ratings, but the people on the podcast kind of theorize like that's why kind of all of this like great content has moved to television because getting an R rating for a film and this is kind of going away a little bit with things like Deadpool and stuff, but like getting an R rating was a little bit of a um, scary thing for mm-hmm. studios because it meant less people were going to see your movie. Your blockbuster couldn't be right. Mm-hmm. So, but so then all of this great content, like things like Breaking Bad and like other things that probably would be R rated mm-hmm. on a film, oh, absolutely, we're moving to television as sort of like an outlet for that kind of content where no one's really paying attention or caring who watches it. And it's also not that big of a deal. (laughs) Yeah. Like Hannibal was on network television and that was one of the most gruesome. Oh yeah. Oh, that had, I don't like blood. And that had times that had me going, Oh wow. Like people just straight up impaled by antlers. It's like (laughs) Hannibal actually has another bit of, fun with the rating controversy though because they could get away with so much violence but anything sexual they had to like cut down yeah because uh well that's just the way americans yeah that's the view, classic american way view uh you know content as far as yeah. that goes mm-hmm. like our tons of violence but well and that's that's why a lot of even big television shows still mm-hmm. do they're very gruesome but they won't do mm-hmm. a lot of sexual stuff right yeah i turned i actually so was listening to a podcast where they talked about that and it actually comes from our America has very dominant Protestant roots mm-hmm. and sex was definitely a thing in Protestant roots that mm-hmm. was kind of, you know, that was, that was the taboo and violence was kind of, you know, it was kind of the out. It was kind of like, well, we don't really know what to do with this. Um, I also find um, like the sex stuff still to this day, like kind of does make me a little unnerving or it makes me have to go, okay, this is sexual turn on your artist brain. Like, Take this in, take this in. What was that movie we watched? Uh, blue, blue is the warmest color. Blue is the warmest color. Oh, with the just nine minutes lesbian sex scene. We like, huh? This <laughs> is still going on, isn't I, it? I found out recently that apparently the actresses were a little bit upset about that. Well, I think it had to. I don't know if it was specifically with that as much as how the director treated them. Yes, I've heard that the director was not a yeah not too uh he's, kind as he's far french. as french <laughs> yeah. yeah he's french he was he was throwing axes is that the french you were talking about <laughs> yeah i think the franks were french or german oh. franks are german okay i misheard i just remembered it was I, an no, f word no, <laughs> non-sexual the franks might have been because the goths were were they are the franks goths mm. i don't know the visigoths is every frank a goth? A goth some sort of I don't know. they love their black clothing <laughs> i might just be thinking of architecture Cut it! Cut it <laughs> no, 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 no. It's terrible. Whatever. Stupid. Oh, boy. Google it. Um. <laughs> Wait, okay. Before we started talking about movie ratings, we were talking about something else. We were talking about, well, his his um, clients. Yeah, we... <laughs> we're, we really... Uh, Tangent City. No, I like, the, I like Tangent New City. New name for the podcast, Tangent, Tangent City. City. I like Tangent City. What's your original name now? <laughs> you don't know the name of the podcast? No, I don't. It's Scratch Track. I think we 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 you already we scratched a track with me on it. Yeah, actually, we should. Well, I mean, we should acknowledge that you cut me out. Of no, I, I, don't the, I don't want that. I don't. I don't want this to be a part of in, in the first pod in the in the first podcast. 
I reference that. So, what do you reference? That that we did a an unaired pilot, so to speak, mm-hmm. with you. So, so it does exist. Yeah, it's in the canon. We all know it. You it's cut the, me out of podcasts and movies. Which, and for the record, it's a good episode. It just has some bad parts episode. that I don't. The want last to episode. We the said, last episode. We said, "Oh yeah, we said we might release it one day yeah. if we if we you know acquire a certain number of listeners or something like that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just figuring out. <laughs> it's for our Patreon. That's what this still is. We're still figuring it out. Yeah, but that one was like. This is just literally us ranting, and the other one was... I like ranting. I do, too. That that was the best part of the other podcast, right. too, which is just why us we, ranting, uh, and then yep. the parts that were a little more scripted were uh-huh. the parts that were weaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> that is, skit we did where... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, beautiful. Should we recreate it? All right. <laughs> I play the part of the queen. <laughs> How dare you see me in this room? Okay. Be gone! <laughs> Let me sit this one out. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, it's the queen. No, I meant who is it? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, be gone. That's be gone. my catchphrase. <laughs> the queen's catchphrase? Yeah, she be says, gone. yeah, be gone. All right. What character would you be in a high court? In a wild high? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I like this question. In a high court? Wait, in just, like, medieval society? Yeah, or in like a high court? a king, a queen, mm. a prince, a princess. The Joker? In, in Kyle's. Princess, the Joker, <laughs> the Joker, the Jester, the, the Jester. Um, How did I get Smoker, the Toker, the Bodyguard, the Ooh. the King's the, Hand, mm. uh, the King's Foot, the King's Shoulder, who, King's Armrest. I'm trying to think. Little Finger. <laughs> oh, so now it's just the BuzzFeed. Which Ooh. Game of Thrones uh, character are you? Should we just let's let's just pause the <laughs> podcast. We'll all do a BuzzFeed. Which game quiz, <laughs> and then we'll talk about which character we are and whether hey, we you, think it's accurate. You guys want to go go to the alley and do a BuzzFeed? I think that should just be this whole podcast is just us doing BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed thing. articles <laughs> and talking about Quizzes our results about who we are. Yeah. Oh my god! It says I'm a cat again. <laughs> again. Every time. Every time. <laughs> I did the Harry Potter one and I came up as a cat. Ah uh, <laughs> boy! I came up as when Hermione took that polyjuice potion and became a cat. Cat lady. Hermione. <laughs> yeah, why didn't Harry and Ron make that joke? Hermione. I think for the reason that I made it, it just is not good. It's bad. It's pretty bad. Um, just cut it all. I think. I think in whatever old society we're talking about, I would. I mean, I'm always drawn to the rogue Robin Hood characters. Like, I would love to be that. I know they're probably poor and sitting in their own shit, and it's probably not as glamorous as it seems, but, like, I thought about, like, oh, I'd want to be, like, the warrior type, and I thought about being a knight, but it's like, nah, you're just a bitch. You're just, like... <laughs> that actually doesn't seem fun oh, at all. You are, just, you are just at the king's whim to slaughter. Yeah. I, it doesn't sound good. And I don't want to be a nobleman, because they suck. Yeah, they're kind of pricks. Yeah, they're pricks. Um, what would you be? Would you be king? <laughs> well, like, I yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, you, you are, you're drawn I'd rather, to power. I'd rather be a little finger or a the advisor, yeah, kind of yeah. behind the scenes. Okay, yeah, pulling strings. Yeah, mm. living the puppet master, the puppet master. Geppetto. That's why Otto Van Bismarck. Geppetto is, is the little finger of Disney. Sorry, we just talked over each that's other. <laughs> or what did you say? I said that's why Otto Van Bismarck is my favorite character in history. Who's that? He was a German advisor before they were Germany. It was like Prussia. Yeah. And he helped unify Germany and then set the stage for World War One by like creating all these crazy alliances with everybody. So everybody kind of became huh. interdependent. And so 
it was peaceful for them because then they couldn't be screwed by all these countries attacking them because if anybody attacks them, then four other countries are attacking them too. So like it became this crazy treaties <clears throat> and it set the stage for World War One. for as soon as, as soon as one of these countries went after another one, then everybody was involved because they had treaties with each other to say, I, I'll back you if you go to war. Huh. So he kind of set the stage and he created it all. And then the king was like, no, I got this. And so he fired him and then World War One happened. So he couldn't he couldn't balance all of it. And wow. History class. Fessler. Um, but yeah, he's a fun one. Uh, he's one of my favorites. So that's what you want to do? You want to ignite yeah, wars? World he, World he wants to create a new world war. <laughs> or, or rather, you're saying... You because, got a lot in common because, with because Or you're was, saying like once it all fell apart and he was fired, there was nothing to like bring right, pieces back together. Right, he was the together. one that held it all together. Yeah, okay. So mm-hmm. so you kind of want that position of power, but kind of more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Not Yeah, that, that fits you. You're yeah. more of an... In, it, it, <laughs> it is the introverted king, really. The, person, <laughs> the introverted king. Uh, the person... I don't want to have to deal with people. Yeah. Uh, Brett, tell us what's been happening. Anything interesting happened to you this past week or anything? No, something interesting that happened for me is just like been thinking about uh, positive psychology and how I'm becoming more and more interested in positive psychology because oh, for wow. so long, like I was, I always thought of psychology in the negative sense of like, here's people's problems and try and fix them and deal with them and work through them with people. Uh-huh. And I've discovered throughout my life that I don't actually like doing that because it's just terrible because people don't listen to your advice and then they just keep doing things that you're like, nope, that's bad for you. And then they never fix it. And then later they're like, you were right. I'm like, yeah, I know I was right. I told you that I was right and you just didn't listen to me. Did something happen recently that brought this up? No, this is just mind? normal. Wait, so like dealing with other people's issues that happens fairly commonly. Does that happen in your job a lot where you kind of like you give advice or kind of tell people this is what they should be doing and they come back and say, oh, you were right? Or is it kind of like. No, that's more my personal life, like interacting with other people that uh, have drama and Mm -hmm. problems. Um, But so I'm, I'm more interested in the positive side of things of like actually building and. Like, how can I make you more efficient or happier or, you know, be better at your job or Increase better in your per personal minute. life? Increase those words per minute. <laughs> That's the key here. Really, That's the key uh, to everything. Oh, that turtle style is really messing with <laughs> yeah, my... I'm teaching a lot of people turtle style from typing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really up in some words per minute. Switching from mantis to turtle. <laughs> I can't wait for a big job for Brett's debut, uh, like, <laughs> book called Turtle Style. Turtle Style. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just discovering that like, that was the parts of, uh, like theology, which I majored in, in college. Like those are the parts that I was the most drawn to and the most interested in, which is like the positive psychology of it Mm -hmm. all of like, Hey, this is how you can make yourself better and make your life better and make yourself happier. So Um, explain to me the distinction between what you just said. Like, which is, here's how you can make your life better and stuff. And different, that's different. What's the distinction between that and what you were saying before, which is, like, people come to your problems and they're not listening to you? Well, that's, it's more of, like, the way that psychology has kind of gone about it. Of, like, they focused on the people that have problems and trying to fix the problems. As opposed to people that you're not trying to fix their problems. You're just like, hey, you're already doing well. How can we make this better? What Uh, can we do to... To build on this, like, yeah. what can we, 
rather than like... How can we make this canyon more grand? Right, exactly. <laughs> Instead of a meh canyon. <laughs> Mostly it's just like, I'm. it's interesting to see that kind of shift for me of like, I'm, I'm not really interested in saving people. I'm interested in like, how can I make you happier? How can I make you... Mm. Like, how can I help you to make this world a little bit better? Hmm. Right? And I think that's, like, at the end of the day, that's what I want is a better world and working towards that. Um, well, if we can learn anything from Michael Jackson. <laughs> is it dangling oh. children out windows? No, it was starting, monkeys. Start, monkeys. starting with the man in the mirror. Uh, so, Brett, start with yourself. No. I refuse. I'm going to fix other people, not myself. But I JK. like I, I, I like that um, because the last like I guess if I went into psychology, I think there's sort of this mentality that you need to fix people. Right. And maybe that's not the best because it feels like it's like your duty to fix these people. And I feel like what you're saying is like, I just want to give you the tools and see what you can do with mm-hmm. them. I mean, I, I would hope that's like what most psychologists or psychology in general, that's what kind of the end goal is to right. create awareness so that we can have tools to make us better. But I also don't like that sort of savior complex that comes with that of yeah. like, hey, I have the tools. Here you go. Right. This is going to make you better. Also, right. that's like starting from the basis of like, you're broken. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, but like everybody, <laughs> everybody can improve. There's always stuff that you can yeah. do. And it's yeah. like. I don't. I don't want it to be like. Here's the. Here's the. Here's the one thing that's going to make you better. Here's the one thing that like mm-hmm. you should be doing this. It's, it's like, called an hey, iPhone, and you're going to yeah. love this. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen. You can look at all the Kanye West lyrics <laughs> in one page. What? It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's more about. It's more about like, hey, try this out. See if this helps you out. See if this like. See if this will make you better. See sure. if this like. Here's some ideas of things that. And I like the traditional psychology was a lot of like placing people in boxes and saying, this is what you are. You're, you're OCD, you're autistic, you're yeah. this, you're that, you know, and less about that and more about just like enabling people to like, here's some things that might help you. Yeah. Try and try them out, see if they can make you mm-hmm. happier, better, you know. But also isn't like, like, I don't know much about psychology as, like, a practice, but wasn't it, like, from what I know from movies and television <laughs> about psychiatry? Which all of my knowledge goes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, psychiatrists, like, traditionally, don't they just kind of, like, let you solve your own problems with prompts? Like, isn't that kind of, like, the thought behind it? Yeah, Where it's, like, the, uh, you, like, work out your, your shit in front of them and they kind of, like, help you work through it. But you're the one doing most of the talking, like you, the client. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I have about as much knowledge about that as okay. you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but because, like, none of us have seen a psychologist. Yeah. I went I, to the consular college a f- few times, but not Right. Is that what it was like? Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. The college counselors always are best. Yeah. Not yeah. to, not to, um, not to... I mean, not to, uh, not to be glub or like to like, like, like a fish, (laughs) not to be too sugary, but I, uh, like it's, it's funny. I never went, I've never been to a counselor. Um, but talking with you, especially Brett, it was, it was helpful for some things to you. You kind of were that sounding board a lot of Mm -hmm. times, but yeah, it, it never felt like you were trying to, like just 
you know, delve out the solution, but rather trying to let people come to it because you're a patient person. I mean, mm-hmm. that's definitely a strength of yours is letting people kind of get to where they need to be. Yeah, it was a resume. It was it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't look. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, and is that something that you just kind of realize, like, yeah, I am good at this, or like, because you've always kind of been that sounding board for a lot of people, but. Uh, I think it actually happened via the hookah lounge, which um, my brother started a lounge, which was like all of his friends would come over and smoke hookah in our garage. Um, And then I kind of took that over in high school and always had people over and was very deliberate about like, all right, I'll have music on, but I won't turn on the TV. Um, We won't play video games like. And the nice thing about a hookah was it was enough to keep you stimulated. Yeah. Because if you just have people sitting around. People get antsy. It's right? awful. You need mm-hmm. you need to be doing something. You yep. know. Yeah. That's why like the best right conversations now. happen over like a beer, though, is because we're getting a beer. That's what we're doing. We're drinking. Yep. So then you you've lost that whole like sense of I need to be doing something. You're doing something now. You can free yourself to talk. And we were smoking hookah, so you were free to just talk. And so I think a lot of it developed there. And because when I was young. I was I was allowed to be in the hookah lounge with my mm-hmm. brothers, but I couldn't speak. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, <it> was, <laughs> no eye contact, Brett. Yeah, just it was like I was a fly on the wall, just watching it all happen <laughs> but and how making cool, hookahs mostly. But how cool is that that you were able to like just observe like high school behavior? No, I mean, I mean, I mean, high school behavior isn't like the best. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like it is like you no, know, but the, when you're... the snow leopard of behavior, but it is kind of like. <laughs> And then, like, in many ways, like, it is interesting that before you even entered high school, you were able to just observe it. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, it was, like, seventh, eighth grade, which is, Mm -hmm. which is good observation at that point. And, like, my other brother would come home from college, and I would get to observe, like, college people's interactions and watch how it all kind of Mm -hmm. takes shape and listen to people's problems and people's funny stories and all of that, um... Which probably did some like negative shaping for me of like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what high school is. Yeah, but um, so much fun. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> mm. Mm. You're right, Jessica is hot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. God, <laughs> man, she her boobs are growing. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Was that just me and my alpha male behavior? Shout out to Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you are, <sighs> you always have my heart. Um, but, but it, so this isn't necessarily, well, I, I, I mean, the reason, the reason I bring like, it was just a recent thing was, this is just something you realize or you're kind of like more drawn to it now more than ever. I think I've always kind of been drawn to it, but yeah. never understood okay. why I was drawn to it. Cause, um, a lot of what my pastor does is he does a lot of like positive psychology kind mm-hmm. of stuff and mm-hmm. pulling off of philosophy and positive psychology and Mm-hmm. Um, theology and kind of streaming into an interesting sermon um, where I don't feel like I'm just getting hit over the head with a Bible lesson as yeah. opposed to like I'm learning something that's actually useful and different like ways of thinking about stuff um, as a bang on the um, <laughs> and so just like hearing I think I've always been drawn to that and that kind of brought it out but mm-hmm. I never understood what it was until like stumbling upon positive psychology and being like Oh, like there is a whole stream of thought that's like yeah. focused on this and trying to accomplish these things and yeah. looking at this stuff. So I think that's interesting. Like that's how I kind of come came to it, but I've always been drawn to mm-hmm. it. But how 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 do you maintain the ability to be a psychologist with again without just being a fixer, without prescribing behaviors to people? I mean, like 
because it it does require a level of like listening and mm. understanding and maybe like like I said like a little bit of patience where that person has to come to terms with like oh you are right with right. this thing you're telling me I should do yeah yeah, yeah. and then like I'm 25 and so I don't have like a whole lot of actual foundation behind it it's kind sure. of just I'm making most of it up as I go um mm-hmm. but like a big basis of that is just being with another person and just sharing in their stuff and being yeah. there with them and you build a rapport with people that way and mm-hmm. then they can your ideas become more valuable to them and they take them more to mm-hmm. heart when you tell them stuff especially mm-hmm. in like you can do little stuff to try and build it so that they can trust you more and take your advice more um so that's kind of where I base it off of and because I'm a patient person so I just kind of mm-hmm. I'll do a lot of just listening and waiting and like just wait till I can come up with a solution or you can come up with it. (laughs) I will get back to you, but I'm not going to act like I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, my getting back to you is like, Hmm, that's interesting. Why don't you, why don't you come up with some ideas? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've, I've learned also that my chess game is like how I think about the world, which is mostly just counterpunching. It's just like, Hmm. I just put myself into a defensive position and then I wait for something to happen. And I'm like, oh, oh, that could work. I'll do that. I think that's called turtle style. Yeah, yeah. that is turtle style. It is turtle style, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and my girlfriend hates it. Oh, gosh. She gets really, really angry at Well, she it. is like... Panther she, style. <laughs> she's a, she can be aggressive, I feel like. like she is very like... Like not not to say she is bad, but she is very like direct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for the record, she's not bad. She's not. <laughs> I, Brett, I don't like her. I told you this is the perfect time to start voicing this. So I'm really glad we're doing it now in front of millions of people. Millions. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, is this? I, I'm out then. If it's not, if I'm not talking to millions. I'm well. Not I mean, ideally, we are broadcasting. Like millions of people, the option to listen, will they take it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh boy! <laughs> so we are giving people the option to listen. I to mean, us. the fact that it exists on the internet it <laughs> means it's an option. The privilege of listening. To <laughs> us. You know, you can type in our podcast into Google, and all the podcasts pull up. It's amazing. Oh. <laughs> We're right there with Marin and Serial, uh, and uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy! Uh. Kyle, anything happening to you? Anything interesting? Anything happening to me? I'm trying to think. Nothing that exciting. Uh, last week, before we actually recorded our first podcast, but didn't actually come up, I went to Ikea mm. to, get, to get a lamp. And uh, I went there alone, uh, which I had never done before, which is a really weird thing to say. <laughs> like, every time I had gone to Ikea before, I had been with someone. So many dates at it's, Ikea. It's definitely a buddy system kind of place. It is. <laughs> it is. And then I, I kind of realized that when I was walking. So, because I was looking for, like, a lamp, and so I went up. I went to, like, th- through the, the maze of fake rooms yeah. that they have. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, this is... I, I found myself just kind of like very uncomfortable like being there like just yep. by myself. Yeah. Um, and and I, I was trying to put my finger on exactly why that was. Like what about because it's is it is it because it's set up like an like an exhibit or something? It's like going to the zoo by yourself. It is. Or like going to a, like a museum is a little bit different because you're like educating yourself. I guess. So you yeah. Can like, maybe even going to museum yeah. to a museum by yourself is better. 
but like, I don't know. I, I was kind of like huh. off put by this. Like, <laughs> and like everyone around me is like with their boyfriend or girlfriend yeah. or like with their parents or with their family. And I'm just like, ru- mm-hmm. like rushing through. I'm trying to, and also that, uh, that whole like maze of exhibits, it's so long. It is very long. I was like, mm-hmm. I was, I went through it because I wanted to like get some ideas or like see if I noticed something that stuck yeah. out to me. But then I was like, oh boy, when is this over? <laughs> It never ends. I think it's a very, like, domestic thing. That's kind of why it, like, feels like if you're doing it alone, you're kind of, like, it, like, it maybe is that singleness awareness factor. Like, I think if you went there by yourself, you'd kind of be like, oh, everyone else. I think maybe it's because everyone else around you had. But also, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, a shopping thing. Because, like, if I had gone directly to where the lamps that I could buy were. Yeah, which is what you should have done. Yeah, it is Mm -hmm. what I should have done. I just was dumb because I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't have your buddy with I didn't know. No one was there to guide me. And, uh, but like, I think like then I would have just been like, okay, I'm just going to look at Because once I got there, it was fine. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I'm, I'm looking at the lamps. I'm figuring out what I want. Like then I didn't need anyone else other than just like, like perspective yeah. or like a, an opinion. I'm yeah. like, oh, is this one good? But like that part, I was just like, whoa. I even felt like when I first went in, there was like a girl standing like, before like the escalator or stairs that go up to that part and like i like went up and like she just said hi and i said hi it was like but she kind of like looked at me like weird where's your buddy yeah like what are you doing why are you going up there (laughs) table for one (laughs) yeah yeah it is it is like going to a restaurant oh absolutely i i that's i think it is that sort of vulnerability factor it's a which is weird because it's a furniture store it should not do that to you you should be like this is for my dwelling place yeah you know i like i don't have a person that should just be fine but yeah i know that feeling it's like Mm -hmm. i feel very like vulnerable right now i'm just like looking at rooms and lamps and it's weird <laughs> yeah 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 also uh well that made me think though like have you ever gone to a restaurant by yourself no. like actually sat down yes. in a restaurant by yes, yourself i have where which restaurant i went to a thai place one time and i think it was after work i just was like i'm feeling like having thai but it was like a sit down place and you couldn't get it to go or nope. like you actually wanted to sit there by yourself i actually yeah i actually feel more comfortable just sitting there ordering and receiving my food, eating it quick and leaving rather than going to a place, ordering, sitting there for 10 minutes and then leaving. Yeah. It's like, I figure like either way I'm going to wait there. I might as well just have my food immediately. Mm-hmm. But it is very much like, you know, the waiter comes up, it, you know, they give you a drink and they say, you know, would you like anything else? And you, I put my order in and I left and then I just immediately go to my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll look around, but it's like, I'm not going to talk to anybody. Right. Is, well, that's, the, is the waiter more social to you than normal? Or less? Yes. Yes, he was. Oh, and that bothered me. And I actually, <laughs> like, he, he tried to like buddy up with me, like, like, like small talk. Poor, poor sad man. Oh. Do you need a friend? <laughs> <laughs> If I think if you are alone, waiters should just leave you more alone. Like, yeah, that's not- true. That's almost like, well, it could go either way, but it is yes. sort of like, yeah, I guess if you're not here with anyone, maybe that's how you want it to be. Yes, yeah. like, exactly. Your interaction with a waiter, should you should dictate that. It's how social you are to the waiter. That's true. But I'm a social waitress. butterfly. I can't. That's true. <laughs> but so, so are you saying you you were leading him on? Oh, you let him on. <laughs> you you were like, oh, this guy wants to talk to me. You guys, let me tell you <laughs> about this. Waiter. About this waiter. <laughs> no, it was it was very much like you know if they say something that's like witty or funny just to kind of make me feel less lonely, I'm going to match that, and I feel like that's actually counterintuitive to 
me wanting to be left alone. Um, so you're saying you wanted to be left alone, but you couldn't help yourself. Well, it's just that thing. I feel more uncomfortable when I am vulnerable and someone is sort of like not intruding on it, but sort of like acknowledging that mm-hmm. I want to make it seem like I'm confident. Yeah. Right. Like I'm okay. Like I'm okay. Turtle I really style. am turtle style. Like, no, no, it's <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's like the anti, ah, no, it is. It is still like a backwards turtle style of, um, <laughs> backwards turtle style. <laughs> oh, now we're getting crazy. <laughs> It's, it, it really is like, I mean, I've, I've definitely said this before that like my, um, extrovertedness or my social ability is somewhat of a shield sometimes. Like it is definitely to let people know I'm okay. Don't bother me. Like Mm -hmm. rather than someone being like, "Mm, I don't want to let them know I'm feeling bad. Like it's more like, no, I'm okay. Like you can just do your thing. And, um, so I think that becomes off as like friendly and he tried to like, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, or he probably maybe, he probably felt the same way. Inside. Or yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe he was like feeling like I'm alone at this job. I I will talk to my oh patron. look a friend. <laughs> He's alone. He looks like a a, a tasty morsel. You just need to you need to master that stoic. Don't talk to me. Look, I can't. Uh, I have a boyish face. Mm. I can't do that. And boys love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that band. Boys like to talk. So, you, so old men in their white vans tend to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> they give me candy. They are so great. They lose puppies constantly. <laughs> I'm always looking for a new dog. <laughs> um, but this IKEA thing, like, is it be- is it th- is it that vulnerability or is it kind yeah, of? Yeah, I don't know. Why does it create that? I think I was think I was thinking about it in relation to the restaurant idea, and it was yeah. sort of, I was sort of thinking maybe it just feels this way because every single other time that I've been in this context, I've been with someone. Yeah. Like maybe I just feel vulnerable because this is the first time I've been here alone. Yeah. Like, cause like if I think about like, I have I don't think I've ever gone to a restaurant by myself, mm. like, and not like just taking my food and left. Yeah. Type thing. Like I've never like sat down at a booth or a table by yeah. myself. And I think the reason that that would feel weird, cause inherently it shouldn't be weird. Like, you can go to a coffee shop by yourself and sit there and have a coffee with a laptop and be fine. Yeah. But, like, a restaurant, it's completely different. It feels completely different. So, I think the reason for that is just context and what your brain is used to, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, definitely for you, too. Because, like, you can sit in silence and oh yeah, that like, doesn't bother you. Yeah, and I, I think, like, if I ever had to, for some reason, I don't know of any reason I would have to, but if I had to, like, sit down at a restaurant... In a table by myself, like I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be like completely upset or uncomfortable. It would just <laughs> feel yeah out of place. It would feel wrong. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I definitely did not feel comfortable when I was at that restaurant by myself. But I also was not again like it was like I can either wait ten minutes and get this to go, or I can just wait ten minutes, eat it immediately, and get out of there in twenty minutes or less. It's kind of like I don't know, but it certainly does feel weird for me when I'm by myself because it's like. I immediately go to my phone. I know the behavior I'm exhibiting mm-hmm. right now. Um, I mean, there's a lot of times where I'm at work and I eat my lunch by myself. And yeah. that's not weird. Huh. Like a lot of people do that. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. But the, like the Ikea thing too, it's I th- like, I like, I like the zoo analogy because like you would not go to a zoo by yourself or like yeah. some people do. I know, but I, that's weird in my do mind. Do you see my, a lot of people? I, I can't remember the last time. I've been by themselves at the zoo. Yeah. I go every day. Well, <laughs> 
I'm I'm always alone. I actually do know for a fact that you've been to the zoo recently. I have. So did you see anyone by yourself? No, I didn't. By yourself, or at least it didn't stick out to me. I think maybe. I guess you're. Why are you looking? It's not like you're there to see the people people watch. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I go to the zoo for the people. (laughs) You're watching. They're watching animals. The real animals. Yeah, people. We should be in the cages. Oh, as a tangent. So when Kyle's in jail later, this will be good. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that's when our podcast will really take off. Because it'll be like, have you heard about this podcast? He went to jail. Our podcast is going to be a mic between the glass with us talking on the phone. Our podcast is a conjugal visit. <laughs> Welcome to Conjugal Visit. <laughs> the real spinoff. The real. Oh, man. Mm. Um, I would have to spin off. I would be separated from you guys. <laughs> I'll be like, see ya, woo. <laughs> Spin-off voice sounds really funny because it sounds like you're just like spiraling off into space. Yeah, it like, sounds like the, it sounds like That's the teacup rides. What they are, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm off on my own. Yay! <laughs> it's it's almost like like some some like rocket booster oh. like failed and caused them yes. to like, <laughs> like off. You should you should frame your loneliness as like a spin-off from your friends. Like, guys, I'm gonna go spin off to IKEA by myself. Yeah, yeah. And look well, for I didn't lambs. go to Ikea because no one wanted to. <laughs> I just went to Ikea because it's close to my work and no, no one else was with me. In, in your mindset, you should go, I'm going to spin off and go to, to Ikea. Ikea. Yeah. I, but, like, yeah, I, I think that's definitely another thing is, like, when I was at the zoo, I wasn't looking for the lonely people. I think you're the only one that felt vulnerable or, like, felt like by yourself. Right. Except for that one girl that was like, oh, this is right. Really? <laughs> well, I could have been reading into that, too. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> No, but I, I, I actually am thinking about going to Ikea by myself, and I'm like, that's that would be weird. That would just... Because I've done that, and I just go straight for the products. I'm like, yeah. I know what I'm getting. I'm going to get there out. I'm going to get out of there ASAP, and yeah, not going to go through the whole rat maze of furniture. Yeah, no, that's how you should do Ikea, and trying well, to lose your buddy. Now I know. Well, and trying to and trying to spin off, you should just go straight for what you want. Yeah, you try you try and lose your buddy so that they get lost in the maze. Oh, that's <laughs> well, it's not really a maze. I mean, there's one path. It's a maze. You could go there's a lot, lot of, of dead ends. Well, there's a maze has there's one. No path. dead ends in IKEA. <laughs> Lots of dead ends. Have yeah, you there been? Are there like little bedrooms I, yeah. that well, if you walked in, you'd be like, well. No path here. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's like saying like you're in a hallway and you try to turn left when there's no door and you're like, what is this, a dead end? <laughs> well, no, it's like a hallway where you would walk into another door. Uh. You're like, huh, classroom. <laughs> <laughs> huh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, sinks. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, knobs. This is a fun dead end. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be. But how does the lamp look? Oh, it's great. Are you satisfied? <laughs> yeah, it's a good lamp. You've been, you've been building up your room lamp. lately. You've been yeah. building up your lamp I'm, collection. I'm, I'm thinking of adding a canyon. <laughs> you got to drag an axe? Canyon? Yeah, around my bed. It's like a moat. Ooh. Put some Crocs in there. You should get a bigger bed first. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? What are you saying? I'm saying that if you got a twin bed, then you're stuck with the twin bed with the moat. You can't build out from there. It's you have true. a moat. That is true. You want a bigger bed, and then you can... Mode around it. You'd be a great advisor for a king one day. That's what I'm saying. Sir, you need a bigger castle? <laughs> this so moat let, is... Let's not, let's not jump the gun on the moat here. <laughs> I know you really want a moat. <laughs> Sir, don't go through Ikea. Just go straight for the product. <laughs> straight for the product. Try and lose your buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny later. Oh, boy. Oh. <sighs> All right, Darren. What's yeah. your um? So what's your thing? What is yeah, your what's deal? Your, what's going on in what's your, your life? Th- the segment called "What's Your Thing." What's your thing? Um. So my thing this week is I actually got um. Uh, my my car was actually hit 
So I was parked on the side of the road and uh, Kyle and I were going somewhere and we came out to the car and there was a dent in the front bumper. A big one. Um, luckily, that is the only like substantial damage. Uh, there's nothing wrong. With, it did not like compromise the integrity of the car, but there was all this... Uh, Glass everywhere and, you know, broken plastic. And my car is drivable right now, which is good. So we came out to it and there was a card in the window from a police officer saying, your vehicle was involved in an accident. No shit. And, uh... Could have been intentional. <laughs> your car you were was... targeted. Your car was targeted by <laughs> extremists. Terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Terrori. Terrori. Mm. Um... So the card said, your vehicle was involved in an accident. Uh, the driver is insured police uh, report filed and then it had a little number so that sucked to kind of be like okay someone hit my car and you know there's no note nothing like that but it was good to know that like a police report was filed which is right so somebody somebody obviously couldn't they didn't know whose car it was so they just called the police and or did or did the police just come upon it like you should follow up on that because it might have been like they were like well i don't know whose this is i'll call the police i'll report it yeah so that it's on the record, and then they can contact me from there. Yeah, I don't know, because I, I had to follow all of this up, you know, and I I called the police and was like, hey, this happened to me. I, I have a report number, and I got the information. So I got the, you know, the driver and their insurance and stuff like that, okay, and yeah. I'm trying to follow up with that all right now. But they filed, this is the crazy thing. So the police filed it as hit and run, and I called the insurance company uh, for, the, for this uh, gal who hit me, um, I'm not assuming. I just know that now. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, the, the police had her license plate. Yeah, they had somehow. her license plate. They yeah. were either just there or we don't That's know. So yeah. Don't know. So, some, so luckily, uh, somehow they got this driver's information and the police left that note in my window. Um, so they followed it as a hit and run. Well, I followed up with the insurance company and I told them, hey, like my car was involved in a hit and run. And, um, this, you know, this, your policy holder, uh, is the person who hit me. Can you look that up? And they're like, okay, fine. They looked it up and they're like, huh, she filed for a claim the same day. And she said that a car hit her. So there's some like (laughs) shady stuff going on right now where I think she's trying to get away with it and saying like either another car hit her or my car quote unquote hit her. And she's not saying it was you've, a hit and run. You've got the police report in your backing, though. Oh, I know. That's well. That's that is my golden ticket right now. Is that I have a police report that says it was a hit and run, and she left the you know scene of the crime or whatever. And and somehow they they got her. They somehow like somebody yeah, somebody oh, must have, somebody must have seen it, wrote down the license plate number, called the police. And yeah, it's the it. craziest thing that's happened wow. to me this week, or just in recent memory. Is someone someone you know either the police or just a concerned citizen wrote down a police uh, a, a plate number and yeah so the, either this girl is like either there was another car involved so there might be three cars including mine and hers or she is just trying to be really like sneaky and saying like oh, somebody hit me yeah somebody hit me i need you know coverage on this or mm-hmm. I, this is my claim so that's been really interesting so luckily everything's kind of being sorted out right now we're working with the claims adjuster um and they're going to get the police report and look at everything. And, I mean, I don't know what this is going to be. I mean, we'll follow up in a few weeks maybe. But it's, <laughs> Stay it's, tuned. It's, it really <laughs> Now is, we have a cliffhanger. It re- yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. But it really is just, like, kind of shocking. I mean, I don't blame her for not saying anything, but I am kind of I like... Do. 
You, well, yeah. <laughs> you you blame her for leaving? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't know. I understand the impulse to like want to run away. That's but, what I mean. But yeah. but I also like if you actually do that, like I can blame you. <laughs> yeah, hit run, run is a serious thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's yeah. So I have that police report in the, my back pocket right now. So that's the best thing I have going for me right now. But without that, without that card in my window, I would have been hosed because I also don't have I have insurance coverage on another person's car mm-hmm. but not on myself because it's cheaper that way right so we're trying to sort all that out but like it's just the craziest thing to come out to my car and there's a huge dent in the front no, and you know nothing but this little you know police card which you noticed that Kyle and I yeah. was like I, I probably would have opened my door and that would have fallen and it would just been like okay I would have just left in anger like that would have been sad yeah so that's been a real bummer but so we're trying to get that all figured out right now and yeah See where that goes? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's no... I mean, I didn't feel as vulnerable as Ikea. I felt very... Um, <laughs> you know. Wait, I'm not the victim. <laughs> you are the victim of I Ikea. I walked into Ikea at my own accord. <laughs> Ikea is a hit and run of a furniture store. Mm-hmm. I did feel hit, hit and ran. <laughs> I don't know. Cancel. <laughs> Keep it in. Keep it in. Oh, boy. So that's... Yep. That's what happened. That's what's happening in my neck of the woods. Hmm. Mm. 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 What is the neck of the woods? Is it the neck or the neck? It's I always said neck. Ne- it's neck. It's yeah. the neck of the woods? Mm. That was the neck of... I don't know what the neck is, though. Well, that that's because that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair, fair. It is the neck of time. <sighs> he's he's a man named Nick who travels through time. Ah. They call him Nick of time. <laughs> Santa? Santa? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Santa's the nick of time. I mean, Santa is a time traveler. Yeah, There's no way he'd make it around the world in 80 days. He wouldn't make it around the world in that amount of time, no. He's, in a night, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy talk. Also, a man that delivers presents? Well, I mean, how many places actually celebrate Christmas, though? He's only got to go to certain places. Mm. I don't think he's going to China. All to, of his doppelgangers, like, I feel like I remember in school, like, learning about all the different countries' Santas, or versions of Santas. Mm-hmm. There are different yeah. versions of oh, Santa? Yeah. yeah. Well, other than, like, Sinterklaas? <laughs> yeah, that's just because that's from well, your heritage. Well, well yeah, I mean, like, like that's... <laughs> yeah, what's China Santa? I don't think they have a Santa. Oh, never mind. China it's... Santa. Japan Santa. Japanta. Japanta. <laughs> it's a panda bear. <laughs> I think this is about the point where we wrap it up. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, do you want to? Yeah, I think. Uh, how, how, how do we think we did? <laughs> I think we did how we do we good, think we did? I think we got good segments. I'd in there. give it about a twenty-five words per minute. All right. Well, rate us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> rate us. Give 20... us a words per minute on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, that's how we're gonna rank all these podcasts is in words per minute. Yep. Uh, well, thanks everybody. Until next time. Uh, This is Scratch Track, and we'll see you later. Bye. It feels abrupt, but I love you anyway. Yeah, whatever.